Anyway, welcome. Um, we, we're week three on a teaching series all about healing. And uh, if you've missed our previous two weeks and you want to be part of the journey, I would encourage you to go back and listen to them on our podcast and, uh, and pick things up. Our intentions over the next number of weeks is twofold. One is that we were three. One, that we would really drill into our understanding of this massive concept of healing that comes through the person of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the teaching's about. But those of you who are part of our church, you'll know that we're, we're, we're not just about um, talkers of the word or hearers of the word, but that we're doers of the word as well. That's okay. No, you're okay. Do you want to answer that? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's for me. It's Jesus hotline. <laughs> Tell that man to wrap up. <laughs> um, so it's not just about teaching about healing, but it's that we would experience healing ourselves. And then thirdly, that we would be trained and we'd be equipped to minister his healing to other people. So that's what this is all about. And um, as I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, I felt kind of compelled that I needed a personal story on a weekly basis. And so here's the story from the week uh, um, in our life group that met on Wednesday evening. Uh, it was completely unrelated. The whole praying for healing was completely unrelated to our group, but I just thought, goodness, unless we're doing this on a regular basis, unless we're modeling this, unless we're training one another to do this, well, it's not going to happen. And so at the end, I just said, you know, anyone would like prayer for healing. And there's a, a lady in our group. Uh, she was involved in, in an accident. She, she'd fallen some time ago. And she was still struggling. She had two things. She had a, a frozen shoulder, um, whatever the medical term for that is, I don't know, but there's that. And then some kind of swelling on her leg where there's internal bleeding that continues. And uh, despite doctors, and there's still obviously medical treatment. And by the way, anything that I say here, it doesn't supersede um, kind of the, the need for medical treatment, okay? Um, so we, we, we prayed, so we, we chatted about that. How did it happen? When did it happen? What's the effects? And then we just invited to pray. Now, because she was a she and I was a he, uh, I made sure that there was another she with the he praying for the she. And so, because that's just good practice. And, um, and so we did that. We did that in the context of, of other people around. And before we prayed, before we invited God to come and do what he can do, um, I, I also asked the question, I said, would you mind if the she who was with the he, that she would put her hand on her body parts appropriately? And so she said that would be okay. And so we, uh, so we began to pray. <laughs> Are you having difficulty with this thing? Oh, he's having difficulty this morning. <laughs> so <clears throat> this is very serious. This is holy. Stop this behavior. So we prayed and we invite the Holy Spirit to come and then we just simply spoke to the frozen shoulder in the name of Jesus and we just said be well. And then we said the same for the leg as well. And so I don't know because I haven't had a chance to speak with the person if there's any change at all. And I would like to know but the person isn't here this morning so I can't ask that person. 
But I'm just giving you this as an example in a fun way, in a fun context, to try and normalize and to try and, uh, I, I guess, make what is something that's very supernatural, natural, and make it, um, make it possible, I guess, for all believers to have a go at doing that. Is that okay? Great. Let's pray, and then we're going to uh, dive into this morning's teaching. Lord, thank you that you're here, you're with us. Thank you that you're interested about every uh, bit of our lives, be it a, a sore toe or deep inner hurt, broken relationship, struggling with disease, all manner of different things going on in our lives that you know each and every one of us. And that you're here, you're present in the room, you're mighty to save. You take great delight in us. And so we invite you, God, this morning to, to speak through these words that are prepared. But I, we also invite you to come and do what you say in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. This week is the third week and it's the final week it's the conclusive week as we introduce this theme of healing and uh, what I'd like to do my intention this morning is to bring some kind of definition to what sickness is and what disease is and but also to bring some sort of definition as to what healing actually is as well some of it's a little bit technical which some of you are going to really enjoy some of you may be less so and that's okay, I'm sorry about that, but stick with it because it's really, really helpful stuff for us to understand and to unpack. I want us to bring, uh, kick off really with what is the biblical understanding of what sickness and healing is. And to do that, we're just going to uh, introduce a couple of verses. We're in 3 John, 3 John. Um, uh, by the way, I was doing a, a last couple of nights with our little girl, Hope, she's nine, just a, a bit of a Bible study. She's got this massive pink Bible, and I'm saying, this is your sword, Hope. This is yours, and it's important that you learn to use your sword. She's like, what does that mean? What's that? I'm like, this is the sword, the spirit of truth, and it's important that you know it, that you understand it, that you read it, and that you apply it to your life. And so two nights ago, we went right the way through Scripture, right from Genesis to Revelation, and I'm doing my very best with what I know to explain in simple format what each of the books of the Bible actually are about and what they mean, and trying to kind of thread in the biblical narrative from Genesis to Revelation as to the themes of what God is speaking about. And we talked about lots of things like the authors, and one of them was John. I said, isn't it great? John, he got to write five books in the Bible. Isn't that incredible? And she's like, who wrote the most? You know what kids are like. I said, well, it must have been Paul. He wrote loads of the New Testament and all the rest. So we were going, doing all these things. 3 John is the third letter after John's gospel. And 3 John is a very, very short letter to a man named Gaius. The elder to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, just as you are progressing spiritually. This is a letter written to a friend called Gaius. It begins with a common Jewish blessing. And he mentions good health and that all would be going well with him. And he means this in a holistic 
sense. Holistic in uh, meaning inwardly, bodily, socially, and materially. And it's important that we that I mentioned this right at the very beginning. When I refer to holistically, it's with a capital W. It's not a capital H. And it's not to be confused with holistic. So there's much holistic kind of medicine, holistic practices. And in many ways, that's a desire, I guess, is in human beings to want to marry the spiritual with the medical. And so we have all kinds of stuff um, where within a holistic practice, uh, when people talk about uh, the energy from within, the energy from within making us the God within us. We talk about, or they talk about, should I say not we, they talk about energy fields, PowerPoints, meridians, the divine in us, universal consciousness. And these New Age beliefs and Gnostic spiritual experience view sickness as a negative energy. And that healing comes through reading auras, balancing, um, releasing energy crystals, and you name it. There's all kinds of stuff that's out there. That's a holistic approach to healing. Now, we're talking about a holistic approach to healing, capital W. It implies an interrelated understanding of human nature based upon a Hebraic worldview, Hebraic Hebrew worldview, and that will become clearer as we go on. Yahweh's holistic peace and prosperity, health and harmony, was first seen with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, before there was sickness, before there was death, before there was sin that entered the world, Adam and Eve were in right relationship with God. But because of their disobedience, that's when death entered. That's where sin entered. That's where sickness and suffering and pain entered at that moment in time. Um, I had a verse. We do. Here's the verse. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. Throughout Scripture... The biblical narrative is God's redemption of that first rebellion through Adam and through Eve. Throughout Scripture, we see God's restoration and redemption plan being put in place. Shalom is a word that means much more than a Jewish greeting. Jewish greeting, instead of, hi, how you doing? It's shalom. It's much more than the word of a blessing or a greeting. The word shalom uh, means a holistic order, meaning peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. Let's briefly define two things. One is what disease or sickness is, and then we'll define briefly what healing is. Um, a biblical understanding of human disease or sickness is dis-ease, a lack of ease in the whole person. It encompasses much more than simply a, a medical uh, problem that's some kind of disease that we understand in our rational kind of thinking. Disease is a result of human sin stemming from Adam's original disobedience. Death is an intruder to God's creation and we naturally and rightly resist it. So, healing is the event and or process of restoring wholeness to the whole person. 
disease is dis-ease, encompassing any facet, any part of our lives, whereas healing is the event and or usually, much more usually, the process of restoring wholeness to the whole person. Healing is God's shalom. The New Testament word shalom is salvation, which is uh, God's work in saving us and creation from sin, sickness, demons, and death. At this point, what I want us to do is unpack and further our understanding in terms of sickness and healing by contrasting two different models, two different approaches. But before we do that, I want us to uh, read this one verse from 1 Thessalonians. Paul writes this to the church uh, there. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's unpack this slightly. Paul was a Jewish rabbi. He therefore thought like a Hebrew, but he wrote his letters to the churches in Greek, but in a Hebraic manner. He's trying to marry the two. He thinks like a Hebrew, but he's writing and speaking in a Greek way. The Greeks held what is known as a dualistic approach to this whole subject, and I'll explain that in a moment. Whereas a Hebrew took it very much as a holistic approach. Let us look at this diagram. Hopefully we'll come up. This will make much more sense. So um, here we have three things, and Paul mentions them. He talks about spirit, soul, and body. Our spirits is our spiritual capacity, that part of human beings that is our spiritual part of our lives. Our soul uh, encompasses our minds, our psyche, our uh, emotions, and our will. And our body is probably the most straightforward for us to understand and get our kind of heads and our thinking around is what we see. It's our organs, it's our body parts, some large, some small. It encompasses our five senses and our social, social capacities. Now, if we interpret this diagram as the three circles with me in the middle, and we imagine those three circles are moving away from each other, we create what is known as a dualistic or fragmented approach to looking at an individual person. And we see the separate parts in isolation of one another. Therefore, when it comes to healing, this subject of healing, we treat one facet of it, and we look at one component of the person and the thing that's broken, and we try and fix it. And that's often what happens within the medical profession. And in the medical profession, what ends up happening is specific um, areas of medicine are created. Now, I understand that, and that's absolutely right. I'm not dissing that in any way. Please don't get confused in that. Let me give an example to help understand what I'm actually trying to say. Chantel broke her leg in December. And uh, some of you will remember that, and you'll know that. And uh, so she's, she's done it, and she's there in a lot of pain, and uh, I'm there present as well. And uh, after naturally praying for the leg and praying for her holistically, she gets in an ambulance and goes to the hospital. 
they x-ray it and they do what they do. They stuck a plaster cast on it and all the rest. And that was it, job done. Everyone's, you know, the leg is broke. Un. <laughs> broke, I've been in Northern Ireland too long. Broken. It's gone to the right people, the right stuff has happened, great. Is that it? No, it's not. Because the broken leg affects much more than a broken leg. The very next day, uh, we went to Port Rush, still, because she's mad, to see our uh, Chantel's university friends. We get together every December between Christmas and New Year, and this year was the North Coast, and we met for a walk along the beach, the East Strand, with a broken leg. So she couldn't do it. So we left Chantelle with a book and a coffee in 55 degrees north while we all walked the beach. It was lovely, except Chantelle wasn't present. Chantelle had every good intention at that time of year to begin her running career again, which I'm glad to say has since happened. And she ran a 10K last week. And, uh, but, but was prevented from doing that all of the physical benefits, all the social benefits, all the psychological benefits that come from running were prevented because of a broken leg. Chantel's ability to carry out her job were affected and changed and frustration came. Did it just affect Chantel, the broken leg? No, it didn't. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, you can imagine, Chantel's in hospital. I have gone to collect the three children, the three, our three children. <laughs> and being slightly selfish about the whole thing, my head, my heart is with Chantel, my head is with me. And my head is thinking, the ratios were good in the past. There were two of us and three of them. There's now one of me and four of them, and that means a lot of work for me. So I'm giving the kids a pep talk in the car, <laughs> as well as, oh yeah, isn't it bad, mummy's not very well, and that, oh, it's really awful. I need you to tidy your bedroom. I need you to put your dirty washing where the dirty washing goes. I need you to help me unload the dishwasher. I need you, and all the rest. Broken leg, was that it? No. It affected not just the body, but it affected the spirit and the soul as well. And so this is, I'm hoping, is trying to unpack and give us some bit of a thing uh, towards how things happen. A word of caution before we do move on to a holistic approach. And that's, we, we in the church are in danger actually of also compartmentalizing healing. Healing is about the whole person. And yet in church and in Christendom, we hear phrases like, uh, such and such who has the ministry of deliverance. Or, oh no, 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 my ministry, I have an inner healing ministry or a physical healing ministry. And again, I think we're in danger within the church of kind of creating that fragmented kind of approach. When actually when we come to this and when we're on this subject, we're talking about the whole person. Back to the diagram. We, our Hebraic, our Hebrew thinking, is very much about the whole person. So looking at the three circles of spirit, soul, and body, imagine now the three circles moving towards one another, to the center. 
spoken about Chantel already as an example. We don't just fix the problem. It's about healing the whole person. This whole wholeness approach to sickness and healing honors human dignity by practicing a comprehensive, balanced view towards it. Our friends in Coleraine, they run, uh, have done for a number of years a ministry called Healing on the Streets. And very often, individuals come uh, in full view of everybody and they take a seat and uh, there'll be a team of people who go and they'll pray with them. And very often, the thing they come for healing for is a physical body uh, aspect of healing that's required. And they pray their very best prayers and what have you, and they do that. But they take things, they take the view that it's not just about the sore leg or the cancer or the whatever, but they're treating the person as a whole, the impact that those things have on the person. And if they're praying, let's say it was for a, a frozen shoulder, and nothing seems on the, on the surface to appear that God does with the sore shoulder, the person will still be impacted by the presence of God. Chantel was telling me a story from her life group uh, during the week, and they prayed for a lady there, and she was just like, you want to see, just the, the, the presence of God was so so strong. Give another example. You, you, you've got, you're suffering from headaches. It's just an example. And you come, now we can, we can pray for that. We can pray that you don't have headaches, migraines, whatever it might be. But like a skillful GP, uh, we would learn in our practice to just ask good diagnostic kind of questions that say, you know, well, how long have you been having these? Um, is there something significant that happened when you first started experiencing them? Uh, where do you notice? When do you get them? Are there any other physical symptoms? Talk to me, talk to me. And what we're trying to do is trying to unpack, well, what is it? Now, uh, hear me here. We are not trying to replace, uh, you know, GPs or people in the medical profession. That is not what we're about. We're not, that's not what we're doing. But we're trying to unpack and see, well, is there something else going on? You see, because the headaches could be caused by something else that's going on. For example, the person could have lost their job. They could be completely worried and stressed out, lack of sleep because of that. And that's the root. And the physical symptoms of the headache is just being caused by the other things that are going on in life. The headaches are just symptomatic. Does that make sense? Yeah. So addressing the symptoms alone is not always going to work. So physical symptoms could have psychological causes. Emotional symptoms could have social causes and any amountable permutations of that. Our approach must be holistic, treating the whole person regardless of what it is that we're praying for healing going to finish and then we're going to pray and uh, I'd like to cast a little bit of vision I have a dream that was quite well known the dream, the dream is this the dream is that we would see a more dot joining together Julie Burgess did a great job a few weeks ago as she told a story about how uh, 
she's been working alongside and getting to know uh, some older children as they prepare themselves to leave carers and, uh, and move into more independent living. She told a brilliant story how they gathered them together, gathered a number of you guys to, to work alongside her, get to know some of these guys, and they did this cooking project. So they're teaching them, training them skills in terms of cookery. And in order to have gotten the, um, the, the ingredients for that, they took some of the ingredients from the, uh, from the allotment in Eden. The allotment in Eden is a place where social context has been going on, where people have been gathering together and producing stuff in the ground made from God's creation. And they've taken these things, they've taken these ingredients, and it's ju- it was just a great example of how the dots were being joined together. We love it when we see uh, this happening. Give you another example. The food bank. It's fantastic that we're able to supply the physical, or, yeah, the, the food needs for people. But actually, if we just hand out bags, that's not enough. Why are the people coming to get food? What else do they need? It's not just about filling their bellies, but actually trying to understand and unpack the greater thing. So what's the vision? The vision is simply this, that there would be more partnering with us as a church, with other churches, that there'd be more partnering with us as a church, with other agencies and uh, community group and organizations that are doing a stunning job within our town and surrounding area that there would be other ministries, that brave people sitting here that you're listening to, you're thinking, God stirred my heart and I'm going to do such and such. And we begin to connect the dots. I have a vision that one day we will have a building of our own. And that building of our own won't just be a sanctuary, a place where we get to meet, but that we would have a building that has separate rooms and separate offices and separate kind of things which are all part of the one and the one is this that people can come and they can get fed that people can come and they can get their clothing that people can come and that they can make an appointment to see someone to talk about their problems that people can come and then they can get debt management that they can come and uh, they can get all the different things that are required so that we're treating the whole person it's not necessarily a one-stop shop. That's not what I'm saying. But under one roof, under one place, the multiple needs and things where there's brokenness and where healing needs to take place that we as a church can meet or begin to meet those needs. Does that sound all right? That sounds quite good, doesn't it? And you know what? We're working towards that. We had vision and values night with a number of you folks. You'd come and... Um, those of you who've been to one, which most of you have, we begin to unpack you know, who we are, what we do, why we do what we do as a church. But we, a big part of that is we began to unpack the things that we do outside of the four walls. And uh, Steve wasn't there, and uh, so Elaine wasn't there, and so, oh, Elaine was there, my apologies. Uh, and we began to sort of say, this is what we do. And then we're like, oh, flip, um, what about that? We do that, so, oh, we do that, and we do that, and we do that. And it, we went on and on and on, and we're like, goodness, so much is already happening, which is wonderful. And I've gone on too long.